When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Stuart Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break subscribe on youtube i don't have that ding ding bell on the side that all these other fancy dan youtube stations have but please it's a subscribe button it's right there for you it's real easy plus also as well if you can like share support anything that we do here at the lakers fast break lakerholics.com be part of the conversation today at lakerholics.com where you see some great articles by laker tom who is still trying to convince you the public the Lakers, why Russell Westbrook should not be on the roster and should not be an active part of the Lakers this fall. Find out why in his latest articles. There's also as well Jamie Sweet with his five things articles right there for you. And also as well, LakersBall.com, where Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, is right there not to terrorize you. He's there to help guide you with a good opinion on what's going on with the Lakers each and every day right there at lakersball.com. And if you could support all that, plus our great friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network who are still supporting us even in the summertime, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the NBA draft and all the goings-on and all the confusion and all the things that went on and all the surprises therein, but the NBA draft is now in the rearview mirror. And we're now focusing on this week when it concerns well, when it concerns the opt-ins for the contracts that's coming up here in a couple of days on who will and who won't opt into their final year or maybe extensions, you'll see as well. You'll be seeing a little bit of that coming up here in the next couple of days. And then, of course, on June the 30th, 
is the NBA free agency. And I will tell you what, if you can, please join us because I'm inviting Laker Tom. I'm inviting Joe Soro. I'm inviting Jamie Sweet on June the 30th. I want to go live and do an NBA free agency special for the first hour of NBA free agency. I'd love to do that. So we'll see if we can make that happen. And I'm also trying to see if we can add some more channels like a Twitch channel and see where we can go from there and see if we can add that in and do something simultaneously to YouTube and everything else that we do. So working on that and behind the scenes, but NBA free agency again, is June 30th. So the anticipation begins. The rumors are now rampant. John Wall, Kyrie Irving, so much going on in regards to all the rumors and all the innuendo that's going out there. Kenneth Stone, again, we truly appreciate you joining us and everybody out there that's watching us. Love the hearts, love the thumbs up that's already out there. Hey, Kenneth, I know you can, whenever you can, get back on the show and join us with your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. But right now, we're going to be talking the great things that are going on with this week and all the rumors and innuendo. And first up, good man indeed. You got to catch his latest article, which I just talked about at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you here, my friend. The NBA draft is in the rearview mirror. Max Christie is now a Laker. The Lakers were infatuated with younger versions of former superstars in Scotty Pippen Jr. and also as well Sharif O'Neal. I don't know if anything will come out of that. They'll be on the summer league roster, so we'll see what happens there. But your thoughts heading into this week in regards to the rumors that John Wall, if he gets released from his contract in Houston, may become a Laker. If Kyrie Irving might go and just shun millions of dollars, he might want to become a Laker. All the things going on this week, I know the Lakers will be a great part of it. You have to take these things step by step. And and the Lakers, the Lakers had a plan to go through this summer and and they started off in a great style by making a great decision on the coach. Uh, Darvin Ham just seems to be the perfect person for this job. He can either develop people. Uh, it seems like the team is is really focused on wanting to, I guess, enhance the the, the player development part of the coaching staff. Um, and that's an interesting direction for a team that has 37-year-old LeBron James running it and and uh, and a win now attitude that you know is surprising. I thought we got another inkling of the same thing. Uh, Max Max Christie was a really hot prospect coming out of high school, and everybody thought he was going to be a lottery pick in the NBA, a one-and-done lottery pick. Um, and he was going along great, and then all of a sudden he had a terrible second half of the year and basically slid to, slid to 35, and most people had him sliding to 45. So uh, the Lakers obviously were making a pick for a player who's probably not going to help them next year. Um, and so you're looking at a, everybody admits he's a project. He's got a beautiful stroke. Um, he shows some signs of being able to play defense. He's got good size, six, five, but he's still a shooting guard. He doesn't solve the wing problem that we have. And he's not a, somebody that's going to help to win now. I don't know. Maybe it was a trade with uh, clutch sports that they went out and drafted a young son of a former NBA player, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and brought another one on board to, to uh, at least be in the summer camp. Um, definitely a sign maybe to LeBron James that if, you know, don't believe that we'll, we won't hesitate if there's an opportunity to bring Bronny in so you can finish your career as a Laker. 
you know, the Lakers have made a concession. Maybe they've, you know, maybe they've decided that they're going to balance a little bit getting younger. And I think there was evidence in the playoffs and throughout last year that we really needed younger legs rather than older, more experienced legs, which just couldn't handle playing defense the way that we needed to play it. As we move forward, it's going to be interesting. The Lakers have three specific areas where they're going to get talent. Last year, they had only five players that were more than the minimum. And three of them were the three superstars. The other two were Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn, both of which were big disappointments last year. So essentially, other than the three superstars, or the two and a quarter superstars, or however you want to categorize that, we had basically minimum salary players. And and the goal this summer, right, really, to improve the team is to move Russell Westbrook and turn him into a couple of minimum salary players or, or rotation players who are making more than the minimum salary. Um, do the same thing with Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, maybe try to keg hold on to none, but you probably have to include him for salary matching. And then you've got two draft picks. You know, I kind of wish that they had had moved that number 35 pick as part of a draft deal with somebody because that would have given them sort of a third pick to play with, but they instead invested it long term. The problem is, is what are you going to do with those two picks? They're claiming that they're not going to use them to help move Russ, which is probably not true. It's probably just a position. But the problem remains that it's highly unlikely that they're going to use those picks five years from now and seven years from now. The chances are more likely that they would trade them for the right player and they'll trade them in the right deal to get rid of Russell Westbrook. So we'll have to see what happens. The Hornets are still the team that we want to go for. They're still desperately needing to come up with money to pay Miles Bridges. Uh, Then they're going to have to pay LaMelo Ball. They drafted a center, so they're not going to be trading, you know, they're not going to be trading off and looking for another trade that's going to bring them a Miles Turner or something like that. And a lot of teams seem to be in a situation where nothing seems to have happened. It's all sort of a backlog. What worries me most is, and the biggest question I think that we have to answer, is the backlog, is it, is it some sort of hope that we're hoping that we really can get Kyrie Irving? Is that why we're maybe not even making a deal with anybody else? Are we going to see players signing and being traded while we're sitting here waiting for Kyrie to make his decision or or for the Nets and Kyrie to decide that, you know, this is the end of the road? I Man, I thought this was going to be an easy summer for the Lakers. Challenging, but pretty easy, you know. It's sort of like last year. What's the logical thing to do? The logical thing was to, to trade for Buddy Heald, you know. This year, what's the logical thing to do? Trade with the Hornets or the Pacers, you know? Don't do what you did last year and go out and make this sudden wild Russell Westbrook deal. Don't do the same thing this year and go out and make a crazy Kyrie Irving deal. And 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 what? You're going to sign him for one year? Or are you going to give him a four-year contract, a max contract? My biggest fear is that the Lakers get distracted again this summer like they did last summer. And we end up in some some path that just is not going to lead anywhere that's going to leave the team in even worse shape at the end of the year than we are right now. Um, On the positive side, Hey, they nailed this coaching. They nailed the coaching situation. And if they can continue and they seem to be doing a good PR job of, of making people believe that Russell Westbrook is coming back. Um, They have Jamie believing it, you know, Um, (laughs) I don't know if Sean believes it yet, but I put it out there before they did. 
Joe's Joe's hanging on and he just doesn't want to have a heart attack by the guy coming back. We're going to find out. That's what's the good part about this. We'll that know is, in a couple of weeks what is everything going to go. That it is indeed. But also here to talk about what's going on with the Lakers is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and follow him today when you go to the chat rooms and the chat groups at LakersBall.com. He is Ox1947. He is on mute. So hopefully he'll unmute here in a second. It is. Oh, that's me. I did it. It is Joe Soros. I muted him. You know, maybe after this conversation, I should have muted him. But no, I'm kidding, my friend. Great to have you back, my friend. The tension seems to grow in Lakerland because there's going to be a lot of maneuvers that are made and the rumors are going to be hot and heavy on the Lakers. I don't see the John Wall thing really benefiting the Lakers, even if they get him on the cheap, because you've got yourself an over 30 point guard who doesn't have the athletic ability anymore. He's been injured. He hasn't played in a year and he can't shoot threes. Gee, who does that sound similar to what we've already have? So really that doesn't help us out at all. The Kyrie Irving situation, I know Laker Tom is very concerned in regards to that. I don't say I blame him on that because we've spoken at length on the show in regards to it. But your thoughts on what could be a big week ahead for the team? There are a lot of factors in everything. And I, I don't know why the John Wall thing came up today. I'm just confused at why that would even be. I'm, it's, it's, it's simply just anytime somebody is. He's a clutch client. If he gets bought out, he could sign for a, a team with a minimum. Yeah, that, that's and if great. we don't get a Russell Westbrook in a trade, we don't have a point guard. That's where John Wall comes in. You want, and you want me to, to to rely on someone who hasn't played in <laughs> eight years? I mean, come on. No. Well, After devastating rough. injuries, you can uh, you can definitely work him out before you sign him. You know. Look, and, I, uh, I, if I, anybody I, knows, if anybody knows what kind of shape it's in, it's the Lakers because of the clutch relationship. You know. The, the Lakers bought into the draft this year. They got a guy that can't shoot. And then word is we're looking at the John Wall who can't shoot. We already have a guy on the team who can't shoot. <laughs> Only one? Uh, I, sense, I sense a theme here. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, you have to also factor in that there are a lot of guys that can shoot that come to L.A. Then they can't shoot. <laughs> So now, if I'm Rob, I'm sitting in my room going, <laughs> I'm going to go after Kyrie Irving at this point and just say, look, he's the only guy I know that can shoot. <laughs> That's possible. The, the issue, though, with Kyrie is, is uh, an issue that we're having in, in the NBA in general, which is we're accepting players playing half the season. And we really can't afford that. And Jeannie, being the businesswoman she is, another factor is, is she going to want to give Kyrie a max contract? Hmm. Not a lot of people are talking about that one. I've been thinking about it. Uh, And (laughs) and I'd have to see that one to to understand it. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, say what you want about him. He's usually all over the place, and I, I, I there's, there's really no argument either way. I have friends who love Kyrie Irving, and I, I have friends who despise Kyrie Irving, and I'm kind of in the middle with him. I really don't have any feeling about him. Uh, but the one thing that does bother me is his inability to play at least close to a full season. I believe he's played 12 years in the league. 
He's only played 70 games or more three times. His average is right in the 50s, I think, if yeah. you went right. season by season. 55. Yeah, and that's unacceptable uh, for, for someone who's going to end up making $40 million a year. Uh, lesson be learned by what you've already done. You do not do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. I, I, I hate to use cliches, but it's a very good one. And the Lakers have to really understand that if they're going to say to themselves, we have to somehow get something here so that LeBron can have a legitimate title contender, then at this point, guys, there's no other guy out there that wants to be here that they do want that could perform if he's there. It's just, you know, you can't, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So what would have to happen should they get Kyrie is they're going to have to put together everything else around those three again that can really complement those guys and cover their butts when they miss 30, 32 games during the season. Can't, I, don't know, I don't know if they can do that. And build continuity when it matters. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, that would that would be something we have to see. But it, it, Kyrie Irving doesn't know uh, all NBA defense if, if it if it if it fell on him. Um, and I'm not talking about the round Earth. I'm talking about the flat one. Uh, <laughs> so, so if you're if you're if you're going into this season trying to figure out how you're going to make your team better on defense you're already behind the back black ball uh, on that one. So this so much stuff, guys. It is so much stuff. This is going to be interesting for us to talk about. It's great for our show. So that's the silver lining in this. But as a spectator, as a fan, we have to come to the realization that we are going to have to hit on double zero on the roulette table with a million dollars on the table. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Uh, you, got, you know, <laughs> I don't... Triple, G, triple G was dealing with the triple digits today. He's in Vegas. I thought I'd use that analogy a little bit. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be a little funny here. I'm trying to bring some levity to the situation. Oh, you have to. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm crying inside. I'm crying inside. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm, I'm reading this stuff. I wake up this morning. I, 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 John Wall to the Lakers. I'm like, why? What? What is what? Where am I? What? What? What's going on? Why? Why are you even bringing? Like, and it's like you know they have, you know how they have the still shots where the guy looks excited, like you know, like <laughs> like we're supposed to get excited because John Wall might go to the Lakers. Right. I don't even know if that guy has shot a ball. In the last year, just like Anthony Davis, I don't know. I, I'm, do you? Do we know? Did he say anything? I don't know. But guys, we may not have any other choice but to get Kyrie Irving to have any shot, and it's going to probably take a three or four team trade for everyone to get what they want because there's no way it's going to be a straight up a trade. I mean, that would have it would have the Nets would have to say, look, we just want to get rid of this guy and go away, but. Are they, I mean, is two draft picks in 27, 29 really going to be the enticing feeling? And that they, what they, is that what they want to do? Is Kyrie going to demand a trade to L.A. only 
Well, kind of remember, well, Joe, he, he doesn't have to opt into his contract. He can just become a free agent. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I'm going to have to see him opt out and right. collect at the MLE before I believe that will ever happen. He's not opting I, out. He's not that no good. way. I don't, I don't, they're like, well, he, he gave up $17 million last year. I'm like, yeah, but he's not going to give up. He's not going to give up 31.8. I just can't see it. I'd have to see that one. Uh, (laughs) He gave up quite a bit last year. 70 million. But that was for principles, Gerald. That wasn't for basketball reasons. Yeah, but to get even with the Nets. All right, all right. But principles. Uh, Well, speaking of the earth is flat, he will. (laughs) And I will tell you that Jamie Sweet is here. He's the man behind the five things articles at latenholics.com. Jamie. Big week ahead, could potentially, for the Lakers. Do you see anything really breaking and really happening? I mean, there's just so many There's so many dominoes that are poised to fall. And it's like one of those things where, like, you hit the domino and there's three at the end. And you kind of hope they all fall and start three other cascade effects. And then those hit three other ones. And those hit three cascade effects. Because... Uh, we need, stands, shot. We, we need the happy Gilmore shot. We need the happy Gilmore, Gilmore shot. Yeah, shot. I mean that's and that's Joe's uh, double triple zeros. Uh, you know, that's those are the things Laker fans need to hope for, and th- that's this is it, right? Like you have to hope for like multiple cascade effects. For us. You have to have multiple <laughs> cascade effects happening across the league for I think enough movement to shake loose for the Lakers to be able to actually move Russ in a way that they are advertising feeling comfortable doing that. Uh, I am of the opinion that if the right deal were to come along, they would include a draft pick or two. It would be ridiculous and a dereliction of duty if they didn't. But I can certainly understand not using draft picks to get John Wall or not using draft picks to trade for one-legged Gordon Hayward or not using draft picks to play for. I don't know if I feel like playing today. You know, it's a westerly wind, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, All those guys are hard nose for me. I I just – I can't see another – I mean, everybody talks about putting Darvin Ham behind the eight ball with Russ on the team. And I can't imagine anything more behind the eight ball than your point guards being Kyrie Irving and John Wall right now. Because it's, you got to go to Kyrie and be like, well, I don't know, dude. You know, it's a Thursday. I know you, I know you and Thursdays don't, don't do so well. Maybe you want to take today off, huh? You know, it's, rough, it's a rough Thursday to be Kyrie Irving. I know how that goes. I know how that goes. So our biggest issue last year wasn't, I didn't think it was shooting or, or defense. I thought it was availability. Our best players weren't available and you can count on Kyrie Irving, not being available for a good chunk of the season, which mm. that's, that just not, takes him off my, my list. Um, I, you know, he's got great basketball skills. There's, there's no denying that he's would certainly be the most talented player uh, in free agency right now. We're, I mean, he and Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal is probably just going to resign with Washington for more money. So I don't really count him as being on the list. Um, he has an opt-in at thirty-seven million dollars. Yeah, but he already said he was going to opt out, and they're going to—they'll probably give him the max, which is ten million yeah. more than that. So, and that's smart yeah, for Clam Deal. It's a two hundred forty-six million dollar extension. Raise. Yeah, no, which, and that's, which is just—I—that's fantastic. Don't even know what to say to that. That's but. fantastic for, for Bradley Beal and his family. That's what you say to say to that. You go, but good not job. good for winning. Well, I mean, that's when did when did anyone accuse the Washington Wizards of being all about winning? Let's be honest. I mean. <laughs> They, they're, you know, they're, they're like the, uh, they're like one of those baseball teams. that's like content to like promote minor league, like the Mariners, like, Oh, you're getting pretty good and expensive. 
we better trade you for some draft picks and promote some minor leaguers. That sounds like the thing to do today. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's how the Washington wizards run their franchise. Uh, and they're off also, they also have a lot of oft injured players. One ex Laker and Thomas Bryant being, uh, I think he's an unrestricted free agent this year. So remember it was Lakers East. It is Lakers East for a while. I mean, you know, but here's the thing. I, I do see there being the potentiality for a Westbrook move. If enough guys start to demand a trade, nobody knows what Donovan Mitchell's going to do. No one knows what the jazz are going to do with Gobert. They might just run it back with a different coach, or they might look at one of those or both of those guys and say, this is the time to like rebuild the team. Danny Ainge just, you know, got there. He loves to rebuild things and this might be the time that they choose to do that. It's, it's hard to know. I mean, they're, they're definitely as a franchise seem to have hit their ceiling of potential, which is, you know, early round, early playoff round exit. Um, I don't know that a new coach takes them up to another level. I, I don't, I don't really see that happening, but if it, if nobody asks for a trade, if like the only movement is like, you know, Kyrie Irving trying to get leverage to get an extension with Brooklyn and Kevin Durant doesn't demand a trade after they potentially trade him or don't trade him it's hard to know what kevin would want in this scenario <laughs> there's i don't see enough i don't see enough of the iceberg breaking for the lakers to be able to move russ i just don't think there'll be enough movement there's already not enough cash out there a lot of these teams they have pretty set rosters in terms of like their style of play the coach that's there um there aren't a lot of teams that need to clear 40 some on million dollars of cap space because there's just not a lot of teams that close to either the repeater tax or they don't care. They're the, they're, they're, they're the, they're the golden state warriors and they're perfectly fine fielding a 500 billion trillion dollar team. Uh, you know, they're fielding a team that eclipses the cost that a lot of small countries GDP is. So, <laughs> you know, the Lakers are really going to have to hit the happy Gilmore shot into the roulette table so that we hit the double zeros and we get something, some movement because, Otherwise, I just don't see it happening. And 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 I don't. People like to say like I'm in favor of keeping Russ and or blowing up the team. Those neither of those are really true. <clears throat> I just don't expect the Lakers to move Russ because I think that they are just as willing, and I think that this is intelligent to ride it out till at least December, February, and if need be, all the way to the end, and just let the money come off the books. It's. There are worse things to do. Four years of Kyrie Irving is certainly worse. Gordon goodbye Hayward. LeBron. For, good, goodbye, LeBron. Right. He will certainly not stick around. Uh, you know, I, I, no I don't understand. If they, do, if they do that, there's no extension. I, I don't, who knows? I, you know, if they win a championship, all bets are off, but, and they won't, but I'm just saying, you know, there's no telling how things shake out, but I just can, I just don't think it's the worst thing to let the deal expire. I mean, it's not like Darvin Ham. They were asking all the coaches, <laughs> What would you do with Russ? And as if to say, we're not getting a lot of, nobody's really taking these phone calls. And so there's a pretty good chance that Russ is going to be on the team. When that happens, we don't want you to be surprised. We'd like for you to start planning now. And so obviously Darvin Ham is walking into the situation with his eyes wide open. He's not going to be surprised on training camp day one when Russ shows up. Obviously the Lakers are not going to lay the blame of this one at Darvin Ham's feet because Russ was already here and they already fired that coach. <laughs> so this is the mulligan season for Darvin Ham. And, you know, I know we don't get the full money back because we're so over the cap. I think at one Russ's deal expires, we only get $21 in actual spendable cap space somewhere in there. 21, 25, somewhere. 21 million. 
20 21 million. million. Right. Yeah, but that's that's a minimum. That's at least two or three players or one really good player. Not a superstar. Really good. Well, you got and, LeBron's expiring contract, too. Yeah, but he already has taking up cap, cap space. So his cap no, space will he's just gone, not go if away. If he doesn't sign an extension, this is his last year. Well, then you have fifty-five. Then you have fifty-five million dollars in cap space. So we're gonna have fifty-five million dollars in. And you begin to have AD for one year as the only contract that you've well, got. Well, then that's when you begin the uh, the Jokic. Uh, Jokic is a Laker campaign. Well, okay, there it is. But also here today to talk about what's going on. Thank you, Jamie. Mark. Jokic, indeed. But also here today to talk about what's going on are two more Make great it guests. happen. Oh, my gosh. It is the good man indeed. It is the man-man from Toronto. It is Sean Grice, Magic Man. Glad to have you back. Your thoughts on what's going on in the what could be a turbulent or maybe just a nothing week for the Lakers. But I have a feeling the way the Lakers have been set up and actually doing things over the past couple of years, that it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride. I agree 100%, Gerald. I think it will be a bumpy ride. I think the uh, Lakers are in for uh, the road less traveled here. Um, as far as the free agent signings, I really liked what Polinka did. Um, even if one of those guys pans out, um, it, it's, a, it's a home run, really. Um, Scotty Pippen Jr. looks like a pretty good defensive prospect. I mean, I'm not sure if he can get minutes right now in the NBA, but he looks pretty solid. I watched a lot of uh, ACC play this year, and I think Cole will eventually be a rotational player in an NBA team. I'm not sure. RJ Cole, the Lakers, yes. But he was able to start for Jay Wright, and he played zone for Bainheim. So he's he's not a, a mannequin out there. That's what Joe was saying about Lakers coming to – I think it's him. About players coming to the Lakers and not being able to shoot. Well, no, I was just wanted to say real quick, let me go ahead and give everybody a quick update on who they've got for the Summer League roster. They've added, like you said, R.J. Cole, Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son. They've got Scottie Pippen Jr. also as well. And they've also signed Vito Brown, Javante McCoy, and one more addition. But as we go into it and as I search out his name, please go ahead and describe more as far as your feelings over the coming days on what's going on with the Lakers. Yeah, so uh, just going back to what Joe said, the there's an exception to the rule about guys coming to the Lakers who can't shoot, and that only exception was Glenn Rice, and he was only here for a year because him and Phil Jackson couldn't decide on how many shots Glenn should get. And obviously, like, I was in Glenn's court. I thought he should have gotten more of the shots, and Phil thought he should have gotten less. Um, but that's Cole another Slider. conversation. Uh, as far as Jamie's concerned, yeah, the Wizards are the most dysfunctional franchise in the NBA. I'd argue that, even though the Kings are a slight coming up second. Um, the last time the Wizards won 50 games, Bill Clinton was in his first term as president. As far as the Lakers are concerned, again, going into this week, I, I hope we don't see huge movement. I don't expect Russ to get moved. I, I agree with Joe and Jamie and yourself, Russ, uh, Gerald. I think that uh, this season may be just biting the bullet on that one and just staying the course and trying to give Ham as much support as we need uh, to deal with that situation. I'd be very surprised if there was a big move to be made. Again, you know, teams looking to dump bad contracts or guys with bad attitudes, they're going to look to us and try to exploit our situation. So I don't want to see that happen either. 
so I'm hoping for a quiet, quiet period, actually. Thank you so much, Sean. Again, truly glad to have you here as well. Cole Swider was signed for the Summer League, someone who was signed for a two-way contract along with Scotty Pippen Jr. Just wanted to make sure that was clarified. Something we talked about on the Friday program. Just mm-hmm. escaped my head for a second there as far as that. Too many Coles. Too many Coles. Too many juniors. And also uh, too many Jalen Williams out there in the draft as well. And now we got Nikola Jovic and Nikola Jokic now in the league. So that's also going to create confusion. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. But here today to talk about also as well what's coming up for the team this week. Good man indeed. He is part of our Lakers Fast Break contingent that follows us. And we truly appreciate everything that he does as far as supporting us in any way he can. It is Kenneth Stone and Kenneth, great to have you here. I'm going to go ahead and mute my mic so I can let you talk about exactly what your plans or what your thoughts are on the Lakers plans that could ha- be happening for them this week. All right. All right. What's up, fellas? What's up? Good to be back. Hope you guys are doing well. First, I mean, I'm glad the season was over with because that was just brutal watching all year. And everybody, we, I come on the show and we're just like, devastated at what we saw as far as everything i'm hearing the moves the lakers are making i mean the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously their health ad and lebron i mean the footage that we're seeing of lebron on his social media i mean he looks pretty in good shape but that's typical lebron dunking shooting fadeaways and everything like that um it's scary that ad really announced that uh he hadn't shot a ball since april but he has footage of him getting in the gym. I honestly think when it comes to the roster, that it's more so of like their attitude going into the next season, of buying in as a collective team with the new coach. Is he going to be able to really buckle down and really, you know, get everybody on the same page? And how is he going to, how aggressive is he going to be when it comes to mistakes and accountability? I think uh, having a healthy roster and everybody buying in I mean, I'm not expecting the Lakers to be the number one seed. Even, even if they get Kyrie or they don't, I would honestly assume with the roster they've gotten from last season going forward that they'd probably be like by December, Christmas, probably like fifth or sixth seed. Hopefully not worse than that. Hopefully they're like above eight. But um, playing games, looking at the West, and maybe like the Phoenix will be healthy. The Warriors probably be a top three team. Looking at Dallas, obviously, be a contender. You got the the Nuggets with uh, Murray coming back, the Clippers, Kawhi coming back. I, I, I would assume it's probably even going to be a ch- more challenging season than last year, but 
I think it, and it starts with LeBron, his attitude. I, I think that knowing LeBron, being a fan of LeBron so long, I don't think he likes being out of playoffs. And he obviously made uh, statements about that. And him being out of playoff so long, it like brings a more fire to him. I hope with him going into the team and everybody being collected, him being a strong leader this season, because we're going to need him being a strong se- uh, leader. And if he's healthy and the whole team is healthy, I think with minus like who they can get, I think as a team right now, they just got to really buckle down, be healthy and, and work together and really compete. That's where I'm with it. There you go. Absolutely. Some great thoughts right there for you. But let me ask you this before I turn it back over to the crew out there. I want to ask you, I mean, if you're mapping out what is going on this week for the team, what are your thoughts? I mean, who do you think or what kind of plan do you think the Lakers should take starting this week? I honestly think the big fuss is Kyrie Irving. I mean, in the next week, I mean, whether they're going to get him or not, are they, I mean, obviously Kyrie listed the Lakers as a possible team that he want to go to. But when it comes to, like, are the Nets and Lakers going to talk this week? And if they do, what can be established if they were going to get him? And if they were going to acquire Kyrie, what are they going to give up? And I honestly think that, like, we're talking about Kyrie, what he's, we know where his mind is when it comes to, like, he, he stated, like, Obviously, basketball is this like top priority in life. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if I mean we we can honestly all admit that Kyrie probably has enough money. So if he you know he didn't get if he lost thirty million, he lost seventeen last year from just not playing due to not being vaccinated. But I think he would be the type of person that would be against all odds. I'm, they're only giving me six million. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And I think I don't think. Kyrie being like, because I'm taking such a huge pay cut or death, millions, that it would bother him to not go to the Lakers. I think he would do it. I, I just think you're right. I think that Kyrie is capable of anything. 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 <laughs> like so, it it rains that day. He, he might not go to practice. We don't know. But if he were to go to the Lakers, I think – Looking at the the interviews he's had, I think he obviously he's not 21, 22 years old no more. He's a, you know, what is he, 30, I think now, having yeah. more experience being without LeBron. And from what he stated, if I were to take it by his word, I think, um, which, like, what has he done without LeBron? But it's like, I think he understands enough now that, like, obviously being like a protege, a lover of Kobe Bryant, that if he were to land on the Lakers, I think compared to any other team, like, because the speculation is that, like, Kyrie, he doesn't listen. He wants to coach. He wants to do whatever he wants to do. I think it, when it comes to the Lakers, I don't think it would be that way. I think he'd have a different mentality being the pressure that it is the Lakers and Kobe and not wanting to disappoint the fans and all those pressures to show up, show out. And we're, we, the Lakers, if, if he did that, the Lakers would be, they would be showtime again. Absolutely. But before but I still turn... a roll of dice. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this. It is a roll of dice indeed, but I want to ask you this. Can you please email me? Can you set up a time with me so we can go ahead and talk Russell Westbrook whenever you get a chance, please, when you're available so we can talk one-on-one of that? Because I know that's a big, long issue, and that's a, that's an episode in and of, its, of, of its own. But if you can, my friend, please, let's set up a day and time so where we can talk Russell Westbrook. I want to ask Joe, if, they, if the Lakers were to keep uh, Westbrook, if he were to be on the roster the next coming season, what changes – or, I mean, because we're talking about an athletic Westbrook and he's capable of doing, you know, he's capable of, we're talking about Russell Westbrook, you know, triple, triple, double king. Like, do you think 
just because it's second season, based on last season, do you think really that he's not going to change at all whatsoever? No, I don't think he's going to change, and I, I'll tell you why. Russell Westbrook makes $47 million. Russell Westbrook is uh, – I, I don't want to use the word stubborn. Sometimes that has a negative connotation. It's more of he's he's he is who he is. Now, it's similar – it's kind of similar to Carmelo Anthony when he was in Houston and towards the end of his, you know, run as being like – Hall of Fame, you know, prime player. And then when he was out of the league, he kind of got humbled, and then Carmelo's attitude kind of changed. There was always a sense that Carmelo had that capability. I don't know why it took him so long to do it. With Russell Westbrook, I'd have to see it to believe it. I think Russell Westbrook is too prideful, and... Again, when you're talking to a coach who's making, what what is he making, $4 million? A $4 million coach telling you $47 million that you didn't do well, I'm putting it lightly, I don't know how he's going to take that. And Obviously, it didn't work with Frank Vogel, and I don't see why Darvin Ham would be any different. What's Darvin Ham going to tell him that Frank didn't tell him? Was Frank too nice to him? Was Frank not being truthful with him? Frank didn't I don't know. Power. Russell Westbrook, beyond the mental part of it, I believe in, 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 in it's it's now is uh, what are we looking at here? His thirteenth season, fourteenth season, coming up. Yeah, you don't get better on defense the older you get. And right now, this team needs a player at forty-seven million a year to be at least putting in the effort. Team-wise, there was a play last year that defined Russell Westbrook's stay as a Laker, and it was the last shot that Reggie Jackson made to win the game late. His closeout on that last play was pretty much the clincher for me with him because he you didn't need a lot of athleticism to do the right thing there. And his mental situation just did not – compute at that moment and it was just one of those things where we had seen little pieces of it here and there and then that was the one that just actually absolutely broke me at that point I'm like look if this guy's not going to play right then then you got to just sit him down just sit him down and tell him look we're gonna we're gonna let Reeves do your thing do his thing yeah he's not going to be as good as you are probably but at least he, he's fundamentally sound so what the answer to, to the question is if Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook going to listen and play better this year? No, he's not. If he's there, he might be a good for maybe a month. After that, as soon as they lose to the Oklahoma Thunder, being up 20, that was where that all kind of started to unravel. As soon as we start losing those leads to inferior teams, that's when you started seeing a little bit of that kind of unravel and then once they got into December and January, they were losing really bad games, and it was like, okay, we're we're, we're toast. We're we're not going to get out of this this rut. Well, again, it's something very much to think about, Kenneth. Uh, before I get it over to Sean, can you go ahead and uh, just retort to Joe? I think I think you had some thoughts you wanted to share real quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I definitely heard everything you're saying. Definitely good, valid points. You know, speculating and 
it's I, I don't want to go so optimistic and hope here because it's like look, gosh, look, dog, look, let me finish this kind of let me let me say this kind of let, let me say this okay I believed it would work last year and I'll and it wasn't one of those things where I was being positive. The reason why I thought it would work was I thought, first of all, you have LeBron James who's played with everyone. The guy won a title with Kyrie Irving. I said, if that's possible, anything's possible. Definitely will work with Russell Westbrook. It's kind of like a similar, maybe not exactly the same game, but similar kind of attitudes. I said, LeBron can play with anyone. If Russell's a third option, how the heck is this not going to work? LeBron goes to the bench after six minutes. Russell Westbrook handles the ball. These guys are not going to be able to handle this, right? The NBA, it's just going to be a constant just pressure, pressure, pressure. But the problem is we have another side of the of the game that was completely butchered. And then on top of that, you had mental, emotional problems within the ranks, and then, of course, you add in the injuries. And the injury part, I've explained a few times, I can't I can't buy the injury thing because we were more injured the year before. We still maintained the number one defense in the league. And had AD not gone down, we probably would have won the, would have won the title. This is a team sport. And it's a team sport as much as I've seen it in a long time because I'm seeing a lot of guys that are not really like guys like Brunson and you know, all these kind of like young new guys that are, are becoming more valuable because the game is is, is starting to become more, hey, we're, we got to go seven, eight, nine deep versus going five, six deep. And we saw what happened in the finals. The Celtics just were running out of gas. And, on, and it doesn't help to play against Golden State who are run, 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 run. Had Boston played any team but Golden State, they probably would have won the title. But they ran out of gas. They kept running out of gas in the second half, and they ended up losing because of it. And that's because they were able to get Poole out of there. They were able to get uh, GP2 out, you know, playing dog defense. It, it, you know, it's this is this is something we have to adapt to. And the Lakers, just, they're sort of holding on to that, hey, let's get three stars, but they're really not this time. This time it's like, what else can we do at this point? No one's going to trade with us. We don't. We're, we're going to have to take what we can get to maintain to, to somehow have a chance to let to get LeBron his, a, a title contender. We have to take advantage of that, which means I'm not going to be angry if they get Kyrie Irving. I, I, I'm not. That that's 100. I'm not going to be upset about it. Matter of fact, a little bit of my instincts say that it might be the only way, guys. And we're going to have to. I'm going to have to go to church and do some Hail Marys pretty much three or four times a day to hope that everybody stays healthy so we can get going here. But And that Kyrie wants to play more than 55 games in a season. Let's hope Kobe comes down in one of his dreams and says, you're in the house I built. Freaking make me proud. <laughs> it's March, Coach Ham. Uh, there's my favorite, my Sweet 16 pick is playing. Uh, this week is bad for me. This whole week, really bad week for me to play basketball. March Madness, man. I got to go. Uh, Sean, you know, please, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, you're hearing this. Russell Westbrook obviously is a key to anything the Lakers are doing so far in the future, either mm-hmm. short term or long term, because of what the paradox, you know, that we the Lakers currently have. Do you keep him? Do you not? Do you trade him? Do you go ahead and wave him? Do you go ahead and stretch him? 
I think that's the last thing I would want to see is being stuck with fifteen and a half million dollars stuck on your, you know, on the books for three years. I think that would be just absolutely the worst move of all these scenarios. But again, that's still on the table. I have to go ahead and admit that. But to me, I see not the the things that I want to see, and you know, a player I would never want on my team one year ago. Now I'm strongly considering might be the best option for this team. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we spoke about it uh, on Friday, Gerald. I mean, Kyrie Irving is the, the best alternative in this, in this altered, really strange and confusing situation. It's, I mean, that's the only logical conclusion here. As, as zany as that is, this is not a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. This is the Lakers really contemplating signing Kyrie Irving. Um, as far as Russell goes, look, Joe, Joe encapsulated how I felt about this year. It, it, this was by far the worst Lakers season ever, 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 ever. I remember wearing the Nick Van Exel shorts, uh, on the BKT playground when Michael Jordan was winning his championships and telling everybody to screw off the Lakers will be back. Little did little did they know, little did I know that Kobe Bryant was drafted and we go on to win five more. So I got my revenge in high school. But in this situation I think I think Russell needs to, to go. Like prefer like that would be my wishes as a Laker fan. One guy, um, I'd like to talk about Gerald. We were talking about free agency. He's he's under the radar right now. But he he was crucial in what a team was was building towards, and that was Kyle Anderson. Yeah, Kyle Anderson Slow-mo. would be a very good, useful player for the Lakers to have on the roster. That's his nickname for for a couple reasons. Uh, one is Kyle Anderson could play with Russell Westbrook. He's smart enough and cerebral enough to actually accomplish something like that. He's also smart enough and capable enough to play with somebody like Kyrie Irving as well. Um, look, I, I realize Kyle Anderson, Isaiah Hartenstein, Gary Harris Jr. These aren't exciting names for, for a lot of Laker fans who may not be familiar with these guys, but I am. I, I watch the NBA regularly. They're good players. They can help the Lakers. That's what we need. And all three of those guys are below the age of 30. So that's helpful as well. The Lakers need to get younger, but what we need is a Darvin Ham player. You need somebody who's tough. You need somebody who's not only tough, they're gritty. They can play defense for 24 seconds. You need a guy who's intelligent on the offensive end. If he can't shoot or score from the perimeter, what else can you do? Are you, can you make good screens? Are you capable of being a pick and roll lob threat? Whatever you can do on the positive spectrum for Darvin Ham, you'll likely get minutes. Absolutely. But I think the key now is the future of the team is clearly in the hands of Rob Palenka going forward over the next few days. We'll see what happens and what kind of moves he makes because the pressure I think is squarely on him to go ahead and build a better contender for the team. But Laker Tom, I'm going to leave it with you and Jamie sweet to close out the show. I truly appreciate everybody watching. Once again, it's the Lakers. We, we, we got to let Kenneth, we got to let Kenneth talk. I, I interrupted him. 
Uh, okay, well, uh, let me go ahead and have Laker Tom on because he hasn't been on for a little while, and then I'll bring it back to go ahead, Kenneth, and I'll close out with Jamie, who looks like he's deep in thought or deep in reading, either which way. Yeah, okay, there you go. He's checking out the, the maneuvers already, so okay, fair enough indeed. But you're on mute, by the way, Jamie. I wanted to go ahead and let you know, Laker Tom, that I want to let you know that I think that the Lakers really have a challenging week ahead. Whatever moves they make, there's not going to be the perfect answer, but at least I want to see something that's going to put the Lakers in a positive direction. I'm actually kind of optimistic, Gerald. I think that <laughs> you've always been optimistic. Well, listen, you know, there's two ways to approach life. I've always felt, you know, you can, you can sit here and, and be worried about everything that could happen to you and all of the things that could go wrong, or you can pretty well presume that, you know, that if you have good karma, that good things are going to happen. Um, I think the Lakers have, have done a great job so far this summer. And I don't see any reasons why the two teams that really need to and have an opportunity to clean up their balance sheets and both are in, in strange situations. The Hornets basically have two guys that they're going to have to pay close to max money for. And they have an owner who's never gone into the cap luxury tax and he's not going to do it now. So, they were talking, the, the big threat was that they might want to use the chips that they had in some way to get a center, but they drafted a center, they actually drafted two centers and traded one of them. So I think that there's a good chance that it makes a whole lot of sense for the Hornets. They got, they've got $96 million owed to Terry Rozier and $30 million after this year owed to Gordon Hayward. They can double, they can invest $47 million and come back with $130 million in savings. And this is a team that is going to have to max out two guys. And they just drafted a young center. So they're they're in a rebuilding situation. Then you've got the Pacers who, the Pacers have basically said they're going for a complete rebuild. That means that, that all of those guys that have, all of the Lakers have talked about adding to their their roster are all going to be traded at some point. They're going to get rid of them at some point, and some of them got problems like like Brogdon with his injury situation, healed with his inability to play defense. So yeah, they're they're flawed players in a sense, but you're not going to get it. What you want to get from Westbrook is you want to break that forty-seven million dollars up into like three pieces, you know, or even two pieces, you know, maybe forty million dollars, two pieces, and come back a little with a little more cap space so that you're not so. So you're close enough possibly to hard cap because if you want to get a guy like Hartenstein, if you want to get a guy like the guys like Sean was talking about, which is where we should be using our effort to improve the team, because that not only helps a win now LeBron, but it helps the long-term situation for the team. So, but if you want to do those, if you want to get those players, they're going to, they're going to get more than the full MLE of $10 million. They're going to be in that range. They're not going to get six to ten million dollars, and none of them are going to be available for six million. Even the guys that from the Warriors, you look at Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton the second, are both projected to get more than the mini MLE. So, if we get hard cap, we get a ten point three million dollar MLE and a four million dollar BAE, so we can add two players. That's two players in free agency, and if we can get two other rotation players back and trading Westbrook and maybe one more rotation player back and trading THT. Then we end up with five rotation players plus a 
our two superstars. That's a seven-man rotation. You add the three guys that we're bringing back that we have team options on. And you got 10 guys then that are part of your team that are valuable components that can play. And you go out in the free agent market and you look and you see what you can bring in. And hopefully you've got some playing time somebody can earn. But at least you've got 10 guys who are not minimum salary players. That's a change from having 10 guys who were minimum salary players last year. So I'm optimistic. I think that the, I don't see any reason out there that is competing for the Lakers' ability to clean up these cap space, these cap sheets for these two teams. Um, I also think we may see the Knicks be in the situation too coming up. They want to get cap space and they may want to get enough. You know, the problem obviously is with Westbrook, the cap space people are clearing is for next year. The Knicks are trying to clear cap space this year. It'd be great if we could also, in this trade for Westbrook, come out with like a $7 million salary exception, a trade exception, because if we had a $7 million trade exception, we could then take on uh, uh, Cam Reddish from the Knicks, who they're trying to get rid of. They're trying to find somebody who will just take him, pick him up as a player and absorb him into their cap space. And if we had a trade exception, that would work for that. So I, I think that there's good prospects for the Lakers. Could they end up with nothing and end up running it back with Westbrook? Yeah, it's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think it's 80% that we'll make the trade with them and 20% that we get stuck with them. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that if we get stuck with them, I think it's a 50-50 that we wave and stretch them. Oh, 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 that's painful to me. That you- Yeah, it's painful, but we stretch them for three years. We stretch giving, them through time. Oh, no, 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 no. You're giving $15 me $15 million. Oh, you're, you're, you, 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 you guys <laughs> haven't seen Get Out yet. Remember that scene where the girl's like, no, 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 Excellent movie. Jordan Peele is. Look, I'm turning red from this. Yes, yeah, that you are indeed. But let me get Kenneth on here. One your last new haircut time. looks great. Yes. Before I, I, just, out, I, I just combed it. <laughs> well, before I close out with Jamie, let me go ahead and get Kenneth on one last time. I wanted to make sure he go ahead and finish some final thoughts. And thank you for jumping on. Russell Westbrook is a very big topic of conversation. So please let us know your thoughts before we head on out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm going to get just right to the points. I hear everything everybody's saying. I'm, I'm with the. Uh, I hear you heard you, Joe. But I, honestly, I'm with the optimism, like Tom. So basically. Here's what I think it honestly boils down to. We're talking about the game of basketball, the X's and O's, the the we need. We're, here's what we're gonna need from Westbrook. We're gonna need a better. He obviously doesn't have the best IQ in basketball. We're gonna need a better IQ from him when it comes to shot selection. When the Lakers, we've seen too many times when the Lakers were down by six or nine points. When Westbrook got the ball, he'd miss continuously, and we didn't pay attention to LeBron missing or. A monk missing. We only paid attention to Westbrook. He's gonna have to be if he's if he's having a good game from the three line. Obviously, keep shooting it. But when he's not, he's gonna have to get better engaging in the awareness. You know, what I mean, the awareness of okay, I'm not good from the three. Let me move in. Uh, when I'm gonna shoot when we're ahead? When am I gonna shoot when we're down? When am I gonna be impactful when it comes to passing? If I'm not having a great shooting night, we need a better awareness and accountability on his own individual performance from him. And I think if he did that. Simply, it would help the Lakers tremendously because if he's like, oh, we're ahead by six or nine points and he takes a shot and he misses, that's way different if they're down by six or nine points and he just jacks it up from here, there, hits the backboard. We saw Westbrook make horrible plays, horrible passes. And if he just gets better with the simple things, more where more just keen locked into the game and when to pick and choose 
these spots, how to shoot it, backboard, or when he's going to go for straight net, if he's going to be 10 foot away from the basket, if he gets better just simply from that, that's the Westbrook that the Lakers need. Well, there you go, indeed. Thanks again so much, Kenneth. Appreciate also as well Sean Grice, Laker Tom, of course, Joe Soro. But last but certainly not least, he we will wake him up. I've been cracking it, wise, man. What do you mean? I, I know, I know. Chat. Behind what the is... scenes, yeah, I know. Behind Jesus. the scenes, yes, you have been, my friend. Good to have you again. Always a part of what we're doing. Again, check out if you're in the Southern California area. I know you got to press. You can, go ahead, go ahead. Tell everybody where you're performing live. Oh, it's not just me. I'm producing a, uh, an event at a cool bar in, uh, in my neighborhood. Community artists, but also uh, the greater LA area, I should say. For lack of a better word, it's, it's a show I'm producing. Uh, I generally open it up just, you know, but I, I don't, it might not happen every time. You might not get to see me every time. You might actually see somebody better, more talented, and with more musical knowledge, which frankly isn't that hard to come by. So uh, at any rate, yeah, I mean, how are we closing out the show, Gerald? Is there a question or you just want me to bother well, on just, for a few I minutes? I mean, uh, you, <laughs> this crowd right here always is great at that. But again, I mean, I would say this. I, let's let's do this by like examining everybody's points. So the, the optimism of Laker Tom, the realism of Joe Soro and the even headedness of Sean Grice. Uh, and, and the optimism say, of Kenneth Stone, and, and, and the optimism, uh, but uh, but where Kenneth disagrees, uh, I think with Tom is that he, like myself, can envision a world where Russ stays and has a positive impact. Uh, I don't see Russ being that terrible two seasons in a row. And I think there's another thing that you could toss into that, and that no matter who you bring, if you trade Russ, no matter who you bring in, maybe even if it's Kyrie Irving, depending on where he's at mentally you are starting from scratch in terms of the whole learning to play with LeBron formula, which is a real formula. There is a steep learning curve and it is going to happen in season because we all know trading camps are a joke in basketball nowadays. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be because they, they're actually a precursor to good and bad habits as we saw last season. I, I mean, listen, Tom gave an 80% chance. He's, he's traded 20% chance. He stays. I actually have it 70% chance he stays at this point, 30% chance he's traded. I know used... there's a bet on the line for it. it um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, mm. it's a friendly wager as to who, who of us is going to have to pay for a cake that looks like a crow and, and the other one will have to eat it or something along those lines. It, it almost doesn't matter. It, it, you know, if we get, I don't see the, the rosiest of trade where I don't see a trade where we get a player exception where we get a, enough sal- We don't take enough salary back that we're able to hard cap ourselves. I see if we make a deal, it puts us back up over the cap uh, or up to the cap, unless it's a sign and trade deal, which means somebody's coming for less money than they probably think they deserve. I, I see that scenario as being the happy Gilmore hitting the roulette table, knocking my dice uh, onto the uh, the win on craps where you've 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 been there. You bet on that every single win gets hit, which pays I think uh, twenty five to one odds uh, if I remember. Right. Maybe it's fifty to one. I can't remember what the what the payback is on that one. Uh, a, I really I just don't see another team acquiescing to to allow that to happen because oh, I, why do I got to do the Lakers a favor? All I'm getting is salary cap relief out of this, and that's my main. You know, it, it's listen. This isn't ten years ago where where teams were hemorrhaging money. All the small market teams are under the cap every year. Indiana is going to be $30 million under the cap next year. Uh, so I, I just don't see the need for them to clear another $47 million and like basically have a third of a roster to build around. Nobody wants to go to Indiana. The free agent market is terrible this summer. It's terrible. 
there isn't enough money to you can't there's not enough talent to spend that money on and it's not that great next season either it's like marginally better because all of the best players re-upped with their teams the greek freak is staying in milwaukee luca just signed a massive extension you know Jokic's extension is still out there but there's no doubt that denver will offer him the max or if they if they beat around the bush they're mad and and deserve to lose lose the guy uh you know and after that you're talking about paul george or Kawhi leonard in there at age 35 or wherever they're at you know so i i just don't see the logic or the desire for the teams to be like all right 47 million for gary harris and maybe if James Harden doesn't opt out or opts out rather, but I, I, there's nothing, there's nobody to spend that money on. So I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I see us trading for, if it gets traded, it's going to be for like a broken Gordon Hayward and uh, maybe another guy or two. And so, uh, you know, and if Kyrie chooses to decline his player option, which I'm like, I'm with Joe on that. I, I, I think there is, there's a greater chance of the Supreme Court coming back and saying, no, 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 we were just kidding about Roe versus No, 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 we're just joking about all that. That's, that's not what we really meant to say. So I, I don't see that happening. Nobody's, I understand that he gave away a lot of money last year. It was for principle. He was standing up for, for something. This is just saying, I don't like money. And nobody doesn't like money. Everybody likes money. I don't care who you are. You like money. Or at least you like having it. You might not like the, the thought of it or the idea of how you make it, but when there's money in your pocket, you're like this. And when there's not, you're like this. So uh, Kyrie likes money just as much as the next guy. And he absolutely has no leverage in this situation. He's no leverage in this situation. He's got no leverage. He's just playing for the extension. So he'll opt in and then test free agency next summer when there are, again, he'll be the best, he'll be the best free agent on the market next summer. He can take another year of Brooklyn, letting him basically do whatever he wants. You know, that's what I think is going to happen, Jamie. I think he's yeah. going to opt in. No, he'll and, opt in, and there's not going to be a contract extension. Yeah, no, he. he that's exactly. I mean, if I if you were to put a gun to my head and say, "Tell me what you think is going to happen to Kyrie Irving," I'd be like, "Uh, why? You just ask. You don't need the gun." And he's going to opt in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> you'll, give up, you'll give up six million he's, rather than he's give up thirty million. Exactly, million he'll give up six million. Deal. Right, exactly. Because he, he, he could get thirty six million on a new contract. Yeah, and he'll play, and he'll get, he'll get, and it'll be for multiple years. It won't be for one season. It won't be, it won't be at the risk of injuring himself as a Laker. Uh, and, and the and, Lakers and, are sitting and, around waiting for that one percent chance that he'll sign for the MLE. <laughs> they should, they should focus their MLE no. on a center. Uh, and, and, they, and they should, and they, and we should do a show, uh, and we should do a show about whether it's smarter to split the MLE up or or break or use it on one guy because I well, could see a world where you break it up into parts. Well, Let's go ahead and that. I can see that too. Let's yeah. go ahead and plan for maybe another show this week before <laughs> the NBA free agency because we will be having an NBA. And free I have agency. to agree. I, I, Joe Soros in the chat just said Brunson is the 2022 Jeremy Grant contract year anomaly. I 100% agree with that. Although I do think he will not regress as far as some guys regress. I think, like say Julius Randle, for instance. I think that just this having wasn't an outlier, he's that good. Brunson he is could, that he good. might not be that motivated though. He's uh, good. He might, He's yeah, not, he's, not, but the motivation might not be there. Problem is, he's small. Oh, he's a lot of problems. Offensively, he's a Fred Van Fleet. That's who yeah. he is. Yeah, that's, that's a bad I think that's the contract he's going to get. And Luke is good enough to make him good. 
And Luke is good enough to make everybody good on that team, just like Magic was good enough to make everybody good on the Lakers. So anyway, I know we're pushing uh, a little over an hour here, and Gerald likes to keep his podcast at 22 minutes long. So, <laughs> You know, it could be worse, Jamie. could be worse. You could have had a duck over your face. Oh, that's fine. I've had, I've had, like I've had the duck before. You think yes. this does anything to me? Well, you think this does a single thing to me? Uh, I can quack like a duck. I can walk like a duck, which makes me, you know, probably one third duck. Well, for the past hour, I've looked like a duck indeed, but it is a big <laughs> week ahead for the Lakers. We'll definitely be on this week, at least once, if not twice, we're looking to do a special on the 30th. Plus if you guys want to go ahead, we'll do something maybe Tuesday. I think if, as far as Tuesday night, we'll see what we can talk about there with the MLE. You guys talked about that, how they should split it mm-hmm. up and also more of the news on, will the more, will there be more news and rumors on the Lakers by that time? We'll wait and see, but if you have any questions for us, always comment Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Also as well, please subscribe today. Be part of the growing contingent on YouTube. We truly appreciate all the support we get there. We always try to do what we can to answer your questions and comments on YouTube. So we truly appreciate it. Kenneth Stone is just truly cannot thank you enough. As always, you're always welcome. I'm going to keep on sending those links to you from now on. Thought wait, maybe you were too busy, but Laker, Laker he's, represent, he's representing right there for you. Joe Soro, make sure you catch him at LakersBall.com. Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, catch them at Lakerholics.com. And Sean Grice, always great to have you here as well. The Madman from Toronto, Magic Man, of course. But everyone out there, we truly cannot thank you enough for spending a little bit of your day watching and listening to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. But we will be back this week with hopefully more news and what could be a very big week ahead for the Los Angeles Lakers as we bring it all to you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.